I mean, there's a tremendous amount of stress happening, tremendous amount of uh, burnout happening because we're always trying to control our fate. This is Sami Kuri and welcome to Chapters of My Life podcast. So what is Chapters of My Life podcast? First of all, I want you to imagine your past life. Right, where should I start? I'm Daniel Ludwig, trainer and leadership coach by profession, and I'm always fascinated to look back in life and turn your life stories in form of a book for other generations to learn from, but also for yourself, a self-reflection and to gain new life energy. It's a challenge itself, and frankly, not everyone has thought of this. As we always think, when we get older, we should write our own life book. But in fact, we have so many experiences ready to share with others, achievements, failures to learn from, positive and negative life transitions, which in the end lead to the person we are today. This Chapters of My Life podcast is an inspiring collection of life transitions packed into a podcast audio book format, capturing the willpower and belief of people during important life-changing decisions. For the folks out there, you probably remember Sammy Curie back in episode 20 with his life book, Follow Your Heart. In October 2018, yes, it's quite a long time already, we talked about how to break through entrepreneurship and turn frustration into daily energy. In his life book back then, he had four chapters, starting with Welcome to Different Thinking, second, Welcome to the Junior School, Frustration Drives Me, and fourth, Business School. But what happened since that time? That's the reason why I invited Sam to this episode 27. You will hear two new life chapters from him since the last recording. The new life chapters are all about the heart and the soul that drives the mindset of unconditional love. Sammy's newborn baby girl, who he talks about and who he's very proud of, is indeed a sign of letting go and reflect on what is essential in life. We also talk about Stoicism, an ancient philosophy about self-mastery, perseverance and wisdom to be fully aware of how current external factors such as stress can affect our well-being. In these difficult times, more important than ever, in times where we feel less empowered, where we are in pause mode, waiting for not knowing when to start off going back to a new normal. I guess COVID-19 has taught us that the real well-being starts within ourselves, the spark inside yourself. All this said, Enjoy episode 27 with Sammy Curry and his podcast add-on special edition of his life book, Follow Your Heart. Enjoy. So, hi, Sammy. Uh, thanks for taking the time uh, for this truly remote uh, podcast recap. Daniel, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Uh, looking forward to, to speaking after so long. Yeah, it's been actually quite a long time, actually, almost over a year. And when I look yeah. back in the last uh, podcast we had, um, that was episode 20, uh, it was back in April 2019. And when I just hmm. look back, I think the half or the whole world has changed since that time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so much has changed around us and so much has you know, changed in our lives as well. And uh, it's, it's interesting to look back and see the difference. Totally, exactly. So um, as I mentioned earlier in the intro of that podcast, um, this is kind of a new format, which we're going to do now. And you're going to be one of the very first 
guests where I try to follow up to know what really happened since the last podcast. Yeah. Uh, kind of go very briefly into the previous podcast episode 20, which we had over a year ago, and actually talk with you what happened since that time. Uh, what were your next chapters? Uh, what is your current chapter? And what has actually changed since the last podcast uh, meeting we had back in April 2019? So, yeah, exactly. So when when I look back into the, the notes and I was listening to your podcast, um, our recording back in April, I saw the headline, Follow Your Heart. That was your book title, which you said. Can you remember that? Yes, yes, I remember that. <laughs> and um, I, I remember you very well. And also when I was listening to the previous recording, that um, you, are, you are a person who turns frustration into daily energy. Where you know, you're having that, and you also said that in one of the quotes, you said, it's about having this willpower and just saying, yeah. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go yeah. through this pain of pushing myself. It's about making this decision. Um, direct question to you. What decisions did you make made since the last podcast? Recording? Yeah, for sure. For sure. And uh, again, thank you so much for, for having me on again and, you know, willing to, to listen to where, where I've, I've been since that time and you know just just uh, I guess let's do a little quick recap of where I was uh, in April 2018 I, I was in my third year of my of the social enterprise that I launched social tent and our mission at the time was to connect people to jobs with impact jobs within the social and environmental sector and um, I mean the reason that I did that at the time was because you know I I was one of those people, I still am one of those people that tries to help and find work that can help other people in one way or another. So um, that was my, my third year into social tent, um, still in the early phase and naturally like many entrepreneurs and, and many business people out there, it was, it was a struggle. And being the co-founder, sorry, being the founder, I was involved in pretty much doing everything as, as you know, and it was, it was a hustle. It was, um, it was tough. And I just had to keep in mind, okay, you know, Sammy, you have to be honest with yourself about where this is going and how, how well you are doing financially and with respect to traction, getting clients, helping people land jobs with meaning. So, I mean, if, to fast forward from April 2018 to about maybe July 2019, I just something something came over came over me, you know, for getting into the fourth year, and it was um, it was somewhat of an exhaustion where I'm like I I can't do this anymore, and there was kind of a twofold reason for that. Um, first reason was. Frankly speaking, it wasn't, I wasn't making enough um, money as I wanted to. I wasn't making enough of a financial return where it made sense, you know, for, keeping in mind it's four years into the, the company. Mm. So um, I was able to pay myself at the time. I was getting clients. I was, I was making money, but I had a vision where there would be a team and where, you know, we would grow, but, um, well, a full-time team. But um, it just, I, I couldn't, due to the, you know, not, not getting enough 
revenue coming in, I wasn't able to, to build, build that team. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, again, four years in. And then the second reason I was just kind of mentally exhausted from having to, to do everything that was required um, in the start. So that's kind of when I, I said, you know what, like I, it was a feeling, it was something that, you know, you just feel in your, in your bones that, you know what, I'm, I'm ready to move on. And thankfully it wasn't as uh, devastating or emotional as I expected it to be. I, I, I was okay. <laughs> okay. So the decision of moving uh, on um, and leaving a social tent behind, how mm. difficult was that for you? Because you're working, you worked on that for some years, you, you said four years. Um, four years is quite a long time where you, I guess, you know, had ups and downs as well. Um, how hard was that for you that decision and when did you actually make that decision? I guess you had that decision in mind for a while, but when actually did you make that decision? Yeah, I mean, um, it, was, it was hard, but it wasn't that hard. I mean, I was, I was not uh, emotionally broken or anything, but it was, it, I was just thinking about it a lot and thinking about what that would mean for me, what, what that would mean for me as you know, the next chapter in my life. And um, also at the same time, I think like many entrepreneurs, it's always in the back of your mind, you know, like what if this doesn't work out? What if um, I cannot take the company where I want to take it? Mm. What do I do? So for some reason, again, to be very honest, it, it wasn't, it, it was emotional, but it wasn't so emotional. <laughs> Okay, I guess you you had this um, for a while in your mind already and kind of accepted that situation as well. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, I know. I know you, Sammy, f- also from the last podcast and also when we uh, met each other prior as well in 2018. Um, as a person who you know, it's kind of a go-getter person. You are um, you kind of a person who say yes, let's do that, uh, but also you have a very you have kind of a, you're trying to empower others also for social change. Do you think, um, because social tent for me back then at that recording was kind of a mirror of the personality of Sammy. Do you think that when you decided to stop continue working on social tent, that you still maintained that kind of inner um, interest of empowering others for social change? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I still have that same, um, that same energy, that same belief, that same feeling inside of me. And I've had that for, for a very long time, you know, even before social tent, before getting into the workforce. I mean, again, as many, many of us uh, know, it's, it's important. Introspection is very important. Mm. It's about un- understanding who you truly are and what are your inclinations? What drives you? What moves you? And I knew that for a very long time inside of me, it was always about helping other people, whether, and again, there are many different ways that you can help people, whether it's, you know, by simply giving a piece of advice or helping them with their work or helping them land a job. I mean, um, that was always, always within me for, for a very long time. And even till today, the, um, my, my belief and my drive for that is even stronger, that it's something that I should continue to embrace. Mm. 
Interesting. So in the in the last podcast recording back in April last year, 2019, your book title was Follow Your Heart. Mm. And that's a very powerful, very powerful three words uh, with the decision of moving forward, moving and leaving social tent behind. What did you follow? What did spoke out of your heart? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And um, there, there is actually a very specific answer to that question. I mean, when I, when I closed Social Tent, I was, you know, going back to the emotions, I was more so confused than, than devastated. You know, I, I think to myself, okay, well, I followed the rules. I thought out of the box. I got creative. I hustled. I read all the blogs. I listened to all, to all the podcasts. But things still didn't work out. You know, why didn't social tent work out mm. now <laughs> at the end of the day, it was a, it was a, the market was not big enough for the service I was offering, you know, targeting organizations in the social and environmental sector. At the end of the day, the market was, was not there. Um, and when I was in that phase, I'm like, something came to me. I'm like, you know what? I need, I kind of need a mind fuck right now. <laughs> I need to, 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 to read something. I need to do something that's kind of just got to shift my perspective on things. It, that, where did that come from? I don't know. It was just an emotion at the time. So I thought to myself, you know what? I need to, I need to read some philosophy. I need to, to, to start reading things that are really going to challenge my, my mindset. And, um, Eventually, I mean, a while ago, I had read um, Marcus Aurelius's book, uh, Meditations. And I remember it left, it was very, it had a very profound effect on me. And so I thought to myself, okay, let me Google books like Meditations. And a lot of these um, books started coming up from Seneca, Epictetus. And what all these guys have in common is that they are Stoic philosophers. They are followers of stoicism or the stoic philosophy. Mm -hmm. So I found myself really getting into that philosophy and that for some reason, which again, you know, looking forward to, to diving into with you, it just really, it gave me, I don't want to say it, I don't want to say that it changed my perspective, but it really brought out things that were already inside of me about the way that the world works, the, the nature of man, the nature of how we live and how we're supposed to live our lives in, in many areas. Hmm. And it's something that, you know, after I, I started reading all, you know, from this type of philosophy, it, it's, some, it's something that I've been applying every day. It's a very practical philosophy on how to live a good life, how to live life with wisdom, and with morals and and that really has given me a uh, an internal peace it's given me a sort of tranquility mm -hmm. and yeah. um to, to sum it up it's pretty much kept me sane during this uh pandemic that's been going on <laughs> yes and uh, yeah yeah i mean for, uh on our call a couple of days ago when I quickly touched base with you as well and when you mentioned for the first time stoicism as well it was a relatively new um, field for me as well um, but after I dig deeper um, 
and I researched a little bit, um, I got the understanding that it helps also to solve the problems of life or to help to navigate through the challenges mm. in life. Um, when you first encountered the philosophers and stoicism at that time, um, what did help you at that time? What challenges in your personal life at that time uh, yeah. helped you to, to navigate through? Yeah, for sure. And um, I mean, again, you know, know thyself, knowing, knowing myself uh, for a very long time, it might not show, but I, I tend to get uh, angry at things. I tend to get uh, annoyed, um, have some mild anxiety, worrying about things. And I would always wonder, you know, why, why am I reacting this way? Why am I getting annoyed? Why am I getting so worked up about things? So you know, whether it was in my entrepreneurial work or even in my personal life. So after reading Stoicism and the, the logic behind the philosophy and the, the teachings by this, you know, by these ancient, these ancient philosophers, it really just shed some light on, again, the way that my mind works, the way that the minds of, you know, our minds as humans, the way we work and the way we react and the way we want to survive and the way we desire things, all these different topics are, they, they, they can basically have an effect on your well-being. So that's, that's kind of how, um, what stoicism, how stoicism helped me. It helped me be more calm. It helped me be more um, balanced. It helped me develop an inner tranquility mm. re regardless of the things that are happening around me. And, and that's also part of the philosophy is how do you face the inevitable adversities that will come to you in life? Yes, yes. So when, when I look back in 2019 um, and the moment where you decided to leave social tent behind and then also... Mm encounter a stoicism for example um that was for you a, more or less a complete new life chapter is that correct or yes yeah I, yeah absolutely absolutely and um it's i'm i'm still a, a student of uh, stoic philosophy i'm still on my journey there i it's something that has helped me and as part of my new chapter it's i want to share these learnings and share these teachings with uh, with with my my friends, family, and community, because I believe that this ancient wisdom from two thousand three hundred years ago can help anyone, whether mentally, emotionally, or spiritually. So that's kind of where I am with respect to this this new chapter in my life. Mm -hmm. So would you say that one of the extension of your book, "Follow Your Heart," is a new chapter? That yeah. new chapter started, let's say, mid next last year, mid two thousand nineteen. Yeah, they last till today. Absolutely. Yeah. How how would you name that chapter if you would give it a title or a sentence? How <laughs> would you name that? Um, even so that it's an ongoing chapter in your life still, but how would you name it? I would call it philosophy and billiards. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the re the reason being is that uh, during during the lockdown I was um, staying. Uh, and my parents-in-law house and they have a, a lovely billiard table. Mm -hmm. So all I would do during that time is, is read, um, 
read philosophy and play billiards with my father-in-law. And then over time, as, as strange as it sounds, I started seeing parallels between the, the way between playing billiards and, and life, you know, playing billiards and, uh, and the philosophy of, of living and the philosophy of going through life. So, so you need to, kind of what, what, yeah, yeah, you need to explain me that. How, 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 how do you see the, the similarities between billiard um, and life, for example? How would you? For sure. So, so first of all, when you're playing billiards, when you take, uh, when, you, when, you, when you break the, the set of balls, the balls are going to go in directions that are completely out of your control. That's one of the things that uh, Stoic philosophy and other philosophies teach you as well, that there are many things in life beyond our control. And it's important for us to distinguish between what is within our control and what is not within our control. So every round of billiard that I play, the billiard balls will be in a totally different uh, arrangement and it would totally be out of my control. So I realized that I cannot wish for the billiard balls to be in good positions for me. I have to do my best to hit a good shot and to improve my skills so that I can sink the balls wherever they may land. Interesting. Does, yeah. does, does that make sense? Yeah, totally. I mean, the, in, in the end, you can, well, I, what I see right now in that picture in front of me is also you can be as, you can prepare yourself in the most best way, but still the outcome is up to the, up to the air, you know? As yeah, you said, exactly. like you have to, uh, it's out of your control what really happens. Absolutely, absolutely. And, um, and I think that was something that, that, you know, for a lot of my life, I had trouble accepting, you know, it's like, oh, no, I have to control this and I have to influence that and I have to make sure that the outcome's in my favor. Sure, again, you know, we have to do things to, to help us survive and to help us thrive, but there's only so much that we can do. Mm. You know, whatever, what, what, so what Stoicism talks about is what is within our control is our willpower. Mm -hmm. And our willpower includes our words, our actions, our thoughts and opinions. You know, the way we perceive the world. Um, as the Stoic philosopher said, it's Epictetus, he said that it's, it's not uh, events that influence us, it's the interpretation of events that influence us. Yeah, I mean, it's often, you know, when we worry a lot about a certain fact, a certain situation, it's in fact something very small. It's more kind of what we think about is the, is the, the problem, you know, actually the yeah. problems what we see as problems are not necessarily problems. We make them problems. Um, exactly. We make them problems and then we worry about them. We get anxious. We, we scream, oh, why, why universe are you doing this to me? Exactly. But that's that's just just the way it is, and again, that's why I felt I feel that stoicism can help anyone because there will be inevitable challenges, there will be in inevitable fuck ups in your life, and you have to work with it and move on. 
Mm. So when you last year, when you left social trend behind and you got into stoicism as well, what else happened in your life um, last year? Um, last year as in uh, you, 2019? Yes. Uh, have you worked on other projects afterwards or... Um, yeah, I mean, so after Social Tent, I, um, I worked for a, a tech startup, um, which I was really excited about. I worked with them for about five months as a head of business development. And um, it was definitely a very, uh, it was, that was also a really new experience and new challenge in, in, my, uh, in my career. And I, I truly enjoyed it. However, Unfortunately, the, uh, the effects of the pandemic um, it had, a, it had a negative effect on the finances of the startup. So I was only able to work with them for about five months. Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah. Yeah, I remember from the last podcast, I believe you mentioned that even in the last podcast that you, you know, that startup was about cryptocurrency or correct me if I'm wrong, about cryptocurrency. Uh, was oh, no, that so, it was not? No, so at that time, um, personally, I was also expanding to to recruit for a cryptocurrency, but ah, that, that was a short that was short lived. Ah, okay, <laughs> this, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this uh, this this startup that I joined that I, I worked for, um, they it's an online review management uh, company. See, okay, that was two different ones. Okay, yeah. um, good. So when we now look into earlier this year. Um, mm or yeah, end of last year, earlier this year, what else has changed since that time? Well, you? of course, I mean, um, this year in uh, 2020, I was, uh, me and my wife were blessed with a beautiful baby daughter. And um, it really, it really is something that, it's, it's as beautiful as they say it is, having a child. And it's just um, having a, a baby, having a, uh, a newborn, another human being to look after, it really, brings out a lot in you as a father, a mother, brings out a lot of care, a lot of love. And, um, you know, it's, it's, you see that it's another purpose in your life. It's another life purpose is to take care of another human being. Yes. From, you know, from, su from such a young age onwards. I, I always said this, you know, it's not about having a child. It's about having another human being. <laughs> That's very true. And together with all the responsibility, um, which you also uh, have to make sure that, you know, you, you have to look after, as you say, a human being. It's all its responsibilities yeah, around. Yeah. And, um, but having a child or a baby is almost like a new book, right? It's almost like a new Absolutely. life book. Not just a new life chapter, it's a whole new book. <laughs> and Absolutely. So would uh, you, yeah. yeah, go ahead. No, I mean, it's, it's, uh, if it's a new book, it's the, uh, if it's, it's the, right now I'm still writing the first chapter of, of raising a child. <laughs> um, and uh, li like, I was, like I was telling you on our call, it's, it's, pretty, much, it's pretty much a mindset, you know. It's, um, I remember reading it in a book somewhere that essentially your baby asks you for everything and you have to give your baby everything. That's the mm. relationship. So you have to accept that relationship, and, and I have, and it's made things a lot, uh, lot smoother. Yes. So would you say, um, since you became father also, that somehow a new life chapter began? 
or there yeah, are it multiple has. Yeah, life a, chapters parallel mm. that the, the philosophy and uh, mm. billiard chapter, for example, and then parallel another life chapter or? Yeah, I would say it's another, it's another chapter. I mean, still bringing in what I learned before on, on uh, billiards and philosophy <laughs> and, uh, and stoic philosophy, still living that uh, every day. And even that has helped me in, in raising the child and, you know, such as being in the present moment, being um, with the child, giving love and, and performing my duty as a father, uh, performing my duty as a husband to take care of my wife, who obviously plays an important role in, in the child's health and well-being, uh, playing, playing my role as... Um, figuring out how to empower the baby as it grows. So it's definitely uh, a new chapter. It's chapter one, for sure. <laughs> chapter one. Would you say it's chapter one? Um, of course. Oh, chapter one of the new book. Chapter of the one new, of the new of the book. New book. Yeah. And not yeah. as a, as a and continue of the, of the existing one. Yeah, ch <laughs> chapter X of the continuing book. I don't know how many <laughs> chapters I have. So far you would have six, actually. Um, the, the, the philosophy in billiard was fifth chapter and then the sixth chapter would have then, been then, well then then the chapters must be really long they must be really thick chapters <laughs> probably exactly so what would you when you say you would start a new chapter um since you became father what are the life lessons you would write in this chapter like a life lesson where you would give to other parents as well yeah I mean, my first life lesson for a baby is to buy the baby pajamas that have a zipper, <laughs> not buttons, not buttons. Because every time you're changing the baby, the baby is screaming and crying. So it's easier with a zipper. <laughs> um, I honestly, the, it's all, it, it is about a mindset and it's about the mindset of unconditional love and accepting your role and putting your baby first with love. Again, it's not about, I mean, if you're forcing yourself to be, to, to take care of the baby, I don't, it has to be natural. It has to, to, to flow and, and be spontaneous and, and have fun with it at the same time. You know, it's now, mm -hmm. it's not about, it's not about my time and baby time. Now for me, as Sammy, baby time is my time. And I, I, I embrace that. So that's, that's kind of the mindset that you would have to go in as a parent. I mean, I was speaking with my, with my brother-in-law and obviously he's asking me, you know, he has three kids and he's asking me how I'm doing. And I'm saying, you know what, so far it's, it's not that bad. I mean, I get at least six hours of sleep a night. I, I initially had really low expectations. I mean, I, I love my sleep. Uh, I like to think I don't ask for much in this life, but one of the things I do ask for is a good night's sleep. Mm -hmm. And my expectations were really low about how much sleep I'd get and I'd get worried. But then I told my brother-in-law, I'm like, you know what, I'm actually sleeping pretty well. And then he said, you know what, Sammy, when it comes to parenting, you're going to hear mostly the horror stories. You're going to hear mostly the negative stories about parenting. You don't hear the, the good stories. So something mm -hmm. to keep in mind. It's interesting that you, you say that, um, the baby time is actually also your time because many parents, they fear that um, they're not having their own life, actually. Um, 
that you know their life is actually taken away but it's interesting that you actually merge that together and say you know the baby time is actually your time it's your quality time as well yeah i feel it's a personality thing i mean i'm uh i'm a very uh like a, i'm a jomo guy you know joy of missing out <laughs> i'm uh, i i i don't have i don't have fomo fear of missing out i'm i'm content with with what i have and and uh, friends and family and community i don't i don't need to go out i don't need to do crazy things um so it's kind of like you know what i'd rather spend time with the baby than go out i'd rather spend time with my baby than go and visit some new fancy restaurant i i don't really it's, again it's a it's a personality thing you know i think mm. there are people that are like you know what i need to get out i need to do something different i need to have fun fine that's you know everybody's different so i think to to address that that great point you made it's it's just a personality thing yes um you mentioned something like a life lesson for parents also with a sip for example in the close um and that made me think of like the copyright section you know when we when, let's say mm -hmm. you would write that chapter um what would you not in form of a copyright what would you not advise other parents to do or not to copy uh, young young parents for example you mentioned the sip for example in the close what would you uh, say don't do that because i learned that <laughs> from the last few months don't copy that um, <laughs> i haven't i mean there are things that i again personally would would not advise not not from my own experience because i've only at this point i've only been a father for a month but okay. just from what what i've observed in other parents and a lot of parents and i believe there's a lot of research to out there to to back this up a lot of parents tend to pass down their fears to their children so if a parent is afraid of dirt getting on the child or if the parent is afraid of the child running around they'll always be like oh no no don't do that or oh no no stop or oh like be careful that that will you're essentially passing down a fear you're learning them you're learning you're sorry you're teaching them to be afraid of things which they don't really need to be scared of again to each each his own there are obviously some things you need to take care of example crossing the street and all that but mm -hmm. from what i have been observing i see a parent like a lot of parents they're always scared scared of making mistakes i guess also or the unknown yeah. the unknown yes yeah, scared, yeah. scared of the unknown but there's always you're always going to be um you're always going to be uh worried about your child you're always going to be scared but it's it's about not being so attached to that fear it's about letting go obviously within within limitations Mm. Would you say stoicism has helped you? Uh, uh, yes, sense? yeah, it has. It it really has. It um, it has helped me. It has helped me. Just again, there there are many aspects to to Stoic philosophies and even other you know Eastern philosophies that, which in my opinion have a lot of commonalities with Stoicism. Just about being letting being spontaneous and also letting your child be spontaneous don't 
don't inhibit yourself. You know, Stoicism talks about living in according with nature. And that includes both living with your own natural instincts and also living in a way that society and nature is, is built around you. So Stoicism has helped me in just learning to be myself. And I want my child to, to grow up learning to be herself and just living according to her natural inclinations and natural passions. So um, in a way, yeah, the philosophy has helped me in that. Mm, nice. So when we now look into um, mid 2020, um, or more or less end of 2020, what would you say are your next focus areas? What are your next chapters? What are your next goals or dreams? What do you want to pursue on your per private or also on your work? Life? I'll be very honest with you, Daniel. I don't know. But what I do know is that whatever I do, it's still going to be driven by my personal desire to, to help people. Um, one of the things that I'm working on now is uh, I, I organize these monthly uh, stoic meetups where a group of us about, you know, 10, 10 to 15 people, we, we talk about these ancient Greek learnings and how we can apply them in, in our lives. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I've become very passionate about, just, just sharing the, this, this wisdom and ta talking about how it's helped me and how I believe it can help other people. So that's kind of where I'm, I'm leaning towards. That's in my personal life. In my, in my career, I am looking to do something that, again, has an impact, that helps, helps people live better lives, that helps them develop uh, inner tranquility. Again, there are ma many ways to do that. And um, I, hope, I hope that I do find something in that field. Again, uh, you know, right now, times are tough and a lot of jobs are being shed and people are getting salary cuts and companies have been really affected this, by this pandemic. So I don't know what other jobs, what, what, what are the jobs that are out there that are related to what, what I would like to do, but I do hope that I, I find something in, in that field. Mm, I mean, especially in these times now, um, yeah. stoicism, for example, can help to be gra gra grounded, more or less, you know, to, to better navigate through all the daily challenges where we all almost simultaneously feel um, that, Absolutely. that feeling and of not knowing what's next, uh, the feeling Absolutely. of not knowing when it's over. Um, all this, you know, the parameters which we can't control or being not in control, I think, creates a lot of fear. Absolutely. And I mean, what the future is not in our control. The past is not in our control. So why worry about it? Why get anxious? Why be fearful? Yeah. This is, this is, this is the, the, the logic. Again, it's, it's, you know, everybody ha is in a different place in their lives. Everybody has had different experiences, good and bad. It depends how much you personally are willing to adopt that view, given, you know, your your life. But, um, you know, 
in the entre in the entrepreneurial sector, we always talk about, you know, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And in the back of my mind, even before stoicism, I'm like, really, do you, like, how sure are you that's going to happen? You know, anything can happen in the future. Why, yes. why are you so, why, like in general, generally speaking, why are we so hung up about what we, what we want to get done? And at the end of the day, it's a form of control and it's a form of alleviating our fears. It's a form of feeling safe that, okay, I want to control the situation and I'm going to do my, do what I can to control the future. Now, mm -hmm. again, it's not, it's not saying that you throw up your hands and say, you know what, I'm done. I'm just going to let things go. It's, it's about doing what you can and then letting go, doing mm -hmm. your best in, in moderation without stressing yourself out and then letting go. This yes. is my, my personal belief. Yes, I think it's also what you just said. It's also kind of a message to other young entrepreneurs as well. Uh, young entrepreneurs which might not have that experience yet, but have still this foolish mindset to achieve everything. But at the same time, live in an environment where there are too many parameters are changing on a daily scale. Uh, Absolutely. And that's one of the, not just most frustrating, but also um, most frustrating part, but can also lead into depression, can also lead into self-doubt and so many other areas where young people just don't know what was the reason why it didn't work out or young entrepreneurs. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And um, to, to the solution to that, in my opinion, is to, to have a clear understanding, to clearly distinguish between what is within our control and, and what is not within our control. So from an entrepreneurial perspective, what's not in our control is, you know, the, the client's decisions, the uh, what's happening behind the client's doors, um, what, how, how the client perceives you, uh, perceives you and what your offering is. What is within your control is how you, your sales pitch, how you negotiate, how you handle objections, your proposal, those things are within your control. But after a certain point, it's, uh, it's up to the universe. Mm. I think your title you had in the previous podcast recording, Follow Your Heart, still applies mm. and even more applies even in today's totally. times. Because it always comes from, you know, what your heart or your gut feeling tells you, um, what you want to achieve or what you want to should focus on. Despite yeah, for sure, for sure. And I think in that, uh, I think what I also said that time was follow your heart and, and think with your head. So Correct. I personally, I personally still believe in that balance, which it is both emotion and intellect. You know, you can't have too much emotion or then you'll be an emotional wreck. But then at the same time, you can't have too much intellect because then you will be just a, a dry robot. Yes. So it's, it's really about having that mix and, and also knowing, knowing when to use uh, one more than the other. But um, I still, I do believe that it, it's the heart and, and the soul that, that drives, that drives you. Mm. And it's, and you literally carry heart and your soul always with you. It's always with you yeah. as well at the same time, um, despite where you stuck in life. Um, I wanted to quickly jump into what you mentioned about that meeting or that meetup where you mentioned uh, you yeah. currently yeah. have this 
creating also for stoicism. You mentioned about 10 to 15 people. Is there, are there close friends or is it uh, a meeting open for everyone to join? Yeah, it's, it's open for everyone to join. Uh, it's on the meetups page. You can just type in Dubai Stoic meetups and you'll find it and you can, you can uh, sign up to the page and you know, I'll reach out to you and uh, you know, tell you more about, about the meetups. And um, yeah, it started out with some close people and then I asked these people to invite other people and we're, we're slowly growing. We've, we've just started. And um, again, it's just about helping whoever we can, however we can. Um, and it's about helping people improve their, their souls, mm. helping, helping them live with virtue, helping people have a calm mind. Because as we were saying, in, in life, there's always adversity and there's always challenges. And it's about staying calm and staying centered within those challenges so that you can overcome those challenges. And that, and that takes practice. It takes practice and it takes a certain mindset and it takes um, a desire to live with virtue. You know, you, you lead with virtue and happiness follows. Mm-hmm. And what, what that means is that once you know that you're doing the right thing in any situation, you, you, have, you have nothing to, to worry about because you're doing the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. In this group where you mentioned, um, as it grows slowly um, mm. till today, um, where are the people coming from? From what uh, areas of life? From what ages? Are? Is it all mixed up? Uh, different industries, different age groups? Um, how can I imagine that? Yeah, for sure. So right now, it's, I mean, the age group is uh, mid-20s to mid-30s. Okay. all walks of life, um, all different nationalities coming from different backgrounds, different, um, different industries. And they're mainly they're based in the UAE right now. But, um, you know, again, it's, we're hoping to grow. Nice. Yeah. Because I think also this topic is uh, not just limited to a specific age group or industry. It's actually open for all faces of life. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, very important. Absolutely. As we said, like the future is not in control and everyone has a future despite of the age, of course, and everyone is facing the same situation as well. Um, But everyone has to, as you say, um, has to focus on specific um, areas such as knowing what is actually control or letting control go, Uh, self-awareness. I think these, these elements are very, very important and are independent from the age. Yeah, and, and absolutely. And again, I've, I find that simple notion very important because through growing up and going to school, university, the workplace, we're always taught that you have to control things and you have to, you have to one-up the other person and you have to beat the other person at the game. And it's always... It's always about running and chasing and achieving and trying to control. But as many of us have seen, this is creating a lot of internal turmoil in, in, our, in our minds, in our souls, which, again, plenty of uh, science to back this up. When you are mentally or emotionally 
unstable, it will lead to physical health problems. I mean, there's a tremendous amount of stress happening, tremendous amount of uh, burnout happening because we're always trying to control our fate. So the, I think this is um, just understanding, you know, being able to distinguish what is within your control and what is not within your control and, and practicing, you know, continuously reminding yourself and, and feeling it. It's, it's essential. It's essential if you want to avoid the nervous breakdown. Yes, and I think this the nervous breakdown is more or less just the outcome of uh, yeah. many, many small signs which often we you know, don't play um, and don't take very serious and all of a sudden there is a nervous breakdown. And I think the, especially in these times, despite of where you work, what's going on in your private life, everyone has an unconscious stress level which then Absolutely. appear on the surface at some point in the form of a, a nervous breakdown. And, and by the way, I mean, you'll see that um, there's an area of psychology, it's called cognitive behavioral therapy. And a lot of that work is based on stoic principles. And what cognitive behavioral therapy essentially is, it's helping you redefine how you view events in your life. Basically, because the way that you view, the way that you interpret and perceive the things that happen to you in this life, they influence your emotions. So your, your emotions are a result of how you think and how you perceive things. And that is essentially what Stoic philosophers were saying 2,300 years ago. So um, it's, it's really interesting and very, um, very, very simple, very simple. Just the application of, of these principles is important. Nice. So for the listeners, um, what would you advise them if they want to learn more about Stoicism? Where can they find more information? Are there specific go-to websites for people who are very new to the topic? Would you, where, where yeah, you so, recommend to go uh, I mean, to? Yeah, for sure. So I would start by, um, it depends on how, how do you prefer, how, what, what do you prefer? Would, would you prefer to read about the philosophers and their writings, or would you pr prefer to read about the modern day authors and their interpretation and their writings on Stoicism? So if you're looking at ancient philosophers, you can look up Marcus Aurelius, um, and his book, Meditations, Seneca, Seneca's Letters, Epictetus, Masonius Rufus. These are the, uh, the key uh, Stoic philosophers to, to look up. You know, they have a lot of their writings on the internet and a lot of books that are, that are published that you can read about. If you'd like to read about the modern day authors, there's Ryan Holiday, um, Donald Robertson, Massimo Pigliucci, uh, Gregory Lopez. So I would encourage anyone to simply Google these names and to, to uh, follow, follow the trail. <laughs> follow the trail, follow your heart. <laughs> yeah, follow your heart. Yeah. Follow your trail heart in that sense. <laughs> um, Sammy, it was lovely catching up with you. Um, I feel like, you know, we talked for while now for what happened actually in, in one year 
And I think a lot of mm -hmm. things happened in one year. And I think in your life now, as being a father, a lot of new chapters, uh, unforeseen chapters will come in the next few weeks and months and years. Um, and I think this is one of the most beautiful things that you, you know, you can't literally predict what will be your next chapter, but you will have, as being a new father, also amazing new adventures coming up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. And um, it's, it's kind of something that's, that's really uh, given me a new invigoration of just um, being spontaneous, letting, going with the flow, letting things be as they are, putting my energy out there, trying to help where I can, and just really going with it, you know, just like a, like a feather in the wind. That's very true. It's very nice, simple, actually. A feather in the wind. You just let the wind make the decision where you're moving to. Yeah, trust yeah. the wind. Lovely. Sammy, it was lovely talking to you. Uh, great podcast recap. Um, just to see what happened, actually, since the last podcast, which was just a bit over a year. And, um, yeah, as a lot of things happened in your life. But also, I would say, and as you say by yourself also, great things happened, actually. Um, one chapter closed, but a new chapter opened and um, amazing new chapters coming up as well in your life. Yeah, thank you so much, Daniel. I really appreciate you having me. And of course, we, we miss you here in Dubai. So please let us know when you come down again for a visit. We will be definitely connected online. And as soon as the pandemic somehow is getting under yeah. control, I will definitely visit you as well again. And then I wish you all the best. Stay healthy. Um, the, your whole family should stay healthy. And yeah, I will definitely follow up with you in the future and to see what are your next life chapters will be. You too, Daniel. Take good care of yourself. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Thanks, Sammy. Thanks for your Thanks. time. Empowering talk, right? If you want to hear more about Stoicism, you can find all links that Sammy mentioned in the show notes. I hope you are all well. In these challenging times, in COVID-19 times, see challenges as opportunities for self-growth is such a great reminder. And still, it's not that easy. A short teaser for the next podcast. It's all about how to find your second home. A podcast interview with Jules Top from Adidas Runners Munich about finding your freedom in traveling and work. With this, stay healthy and well to the next episode. See you next time. Never give up, always look up.